Audio esmagamento. Audio schiacciamento. Posso rimpin? Drablenia ad noi. Brach audio. Pense audio. Passai audio. Crushing audio. Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Crushing Audio Podcast. That's right, if this episode was a person, it could now be in porn. I'm your editor this week, Mike. In this somewhat Halloween-themed episode, we talk about our favorite Halloween memory, we dabble in some politics, and Hitler is used exactly once. We join the boys as I continue to troll Hank so he can't start the show, including pretending to be frozen. And go. And Well, I'm waiting for whoever's doing inventory to shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, shit. There it is. Okay, go ahead. Are you sure? I wouldn't want to interrupt you shuffling paper. Uh, go ahead. So, do you want to start this episode over? Is that what? <laughs> let me know. Let me know. Just, just, just let me know. Not just, not just Phil though. Apparently, everybody, just let me know when you're ready. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Is Mike frozen? Because <laughs> if so, he's my picture is. He's just broken. Oh, maybe I'll do Beautiful. the draw thing on his face now. <laughs> oh no! And he's back. It looks like it appears to be. Are you back, Mike? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, welcome to the Crushing Audio Podcast, the only podcast that provides you with ninety-five percent of your daily requirements of crushed audio, which has been suggested could boost your immune system. Oh shit! Now, oh, for fuck's sakes! Sorry, go ahead. No, no go ahead. Joining us this episode, he's our Vincent Chase. It's Mike. What's up? What's up? He's our Johnny Drama. It's Phil. Hey, definitely am. <laughs> he's our Eric Murphy. It's Alex. Don't know who that is. Ah, oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And I'm our Airy Gold. I'm Hank. Turtle suck. How about, how about a Sloan? You could be our Sloan. I don't want to be Sloan. Hey, hey, Sloan. I don't want to be Sloan. Sloan doesn't like Sloan. Hey. Uh, I'd rather be Jeremy Piven. <laughs> Just in about anything. I'd rather be Jeremy Fine. Fine. Oh. So, Alex, that was a reference to Entourage. I have never seen the show ever. That's okay. That That's what we're so. here for. Education. Okay, so that makes Alex <laughs> Turtle. Edge He's now right Turtle. There. He's now downgraded to Turtle. Well, I guess I, then it would make sense that I'm Merrick Murphy because he was... He was a ginger as well, I believe. <laughs> I'm just going to keep silent for the next minute while you guys talk about this. No, that's the, that's the end of that conversation because honestly, I didn't really like the show. So, gentlemen, how was your Halloween? It was it it wasn't that long ago. As of recording, it was Monday, but for those of you who are adults, it was the weekend <laughs> before that. Unless, of course, and if you're, you're listening to this, it's sure the adults, middle of December so now. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, anything, uh, did you guys do anything in particular for your Halloweens, Phil? You know what? Being in the new home and not knowing how many children we had coming to our home, this is a a fairly um, family-centric area. So we overbought a whole bunch of uh, chocolates, which we did dig into ourselves. But we bought the, uh, the, the biggest problem I have with these chocolates, it seems to be getting smaller and smaller every time we buy the stupid boxes. Oh, yeah, for sure. So we're getting 90 of them, but really it's like three if you added them all together. Uh, we, went, we went with the whole gambit of uh, Mars bars, Snickers, Twix, 
Uh, what else? There's Smarties, M&Ms of both varieties, the good ones and the bad ones. Oh. Uh, the good ones being the ones with peanuts, the bad ones being the ones with just chocolate. I'll find anybody who disputes that, Phil. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we we also bought um because apparently there's <laughs> i don't know because you guys might not live in a neighborhood that's as uh pc as mine but you're supposed to put a, a like a teal pumpkin oh, to yeah. indicate that you're uh you're yeah, stuff not free not, yeah, yeah not free the fuck? Uh, i never heard the teal pumpkin thing okay given that my nephew also uh, and my my sister-in-law also participates in the teal pumpkin project yes you can look it up teal pumpkin t-e-a-l and yeah uh, you put that little pumpkin outside and it uh reassures other parents that you have nut free uh, uh you know allergy free uh non-candy t- things to give away typically now i've personally have a little bit of issue with this just because i i i, I get what they're trying to do i'm just worried about the accountability Right. Like if you have some parent who has the teal pumpkin out, who has nut free candies, who accidentally gives non nut free candies to another kid, whose fault is it now? You know, it's it's I think it gives a false sense of security uh, that, you know, that that is a safe way to give candy to kids Mm -hmm. who might have allergies. I think the parents are going to be looking through their candy anyway to make sure that they're not eating any nuts anyway it, it like it i don't know it's strange or poison darts or yeah. whatever else they're giving out these years yeah. yeah i i think you're looking at like the way worse worst case scenario and it sounds like super paranoid honestly no <laughs> it's it's honestly it's 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 accountability like i said it's accountability i get what they're trying to do but what how is it going to be any different than what parents who have allergic kids are doing anyway well, right? that, this, they're this not is, letting them have kids, candies mm-hmm. like that. They're going through their candies to make sure they're not eating those things. It seems like, you know, they're taking the precautions that they're already doing anyway. You'd hope so. Yeah. Um, I, 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 like, I kind of, I understand the, uh, the, the concern of like, as, as, as somebody who isn't a parent, I can speak expertly on children. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, <laughs> Hey, you don't, you don't have, need to be a soccer player to be, to, you know, talk about soccer. So, so yeah, no, I expect you to. So we, you, you support Arsenal. So that explains a few things. So we, <laughs> as far as the whole peanut free phenomenon, like I, I'm, I'm not sure how many people are allergic to peanuts what the severity is, what the percentages are, but I, I I'm kind of, thank you. Peanut gallery. Get it. Cause it's, <laughs> we have, uh, I have an audience. How about you guys? <laughs> Uh, to me, as somebody who didn't have didn't have the allergy, and as somebody who knew one person growing up who was kind of allergic to it, it wouldn't kill them, but it would make them kind of make them ill. I would think that if, as a parent who would have a kid who is allergic to this stuff, that it would be their duty to go through it. And if they weren't, and the kid was to consume it and get sick. I would sure as hell hope that they weren't going to be, ah, it's your fault. I'm going to sue you. It's like, yeah, but you're still the parent. I didn't feed it to him and into his mouth. He came and knocked on my door to get it. And I didn't know he was allergic. So like, I got to go back to the paranoia. Like, how are you guys tracking which house gave which candy in a bag of just random candy? Yeah. Uh, Google has an app for that. (laughs) It's called Pokemon Go. (laughs) Uh, anyway, okay. so aside from uh, so, did you have any issues with your lack of teal pumpkining? 
You know what? Uh, as far as I'm concerned, every child that came to my door and actually no parents came with the children except for the really small ones. And they didn't say a uh, boo about, uh, is it peanut free? Do you have peanut free? Is it peanut? Is it nut free? Is it allergen free? Is it taste free? No, motherfuckers. Are they from the neighborhood from France? Because that's, yes. that's uncanny. Okay, they're, just they're from cans. Yeah. Um, so that was my my one issue with it is we did overbuy a little bit, but uh, we ended up giving the chocolates to, and the rest of the candy away to friends. But it was it's just a case of you're in a new environment. You want to sort of support what everybody else is doing. And this is a very, like I said, family-centric area. So we we gave out the, the chocolates. We talked to the kids a little bit and then ushered them on their way. I, I don't know if I have the same enjoyment I did in past years with giving out chocolate and and such. I, I do believe that it, it's somewhat boring at this point. Will I continue to do it? Let's see what happens next year. <laughs> Come back to me in a year's don't time. Be that, yeah. don't, don't be that house. Tune That's in next me. year when we find out if Phil is jaded or not about Halloween. I think I'm just going to throw pies at the kids. Here, catch. <laughs> yeah, here, catch some eggs. Well... Congratulations! Sorry to hear that. I don't even try to react to that, Phil. So. No, no, no reaction necessary. So, well, well played, I guess. Thank you, thank you, Alex. As 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 as, as a purveyor of children, <laughs> <that's awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> as a as a rearer of the child. Yeah, as one um, of the breeders that we all know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as a resident how, breeder. How was how was your as the resident breeder of this podcast? Um. <laughs> I was actually what I am disappointed about is I do live in a fairly suburbanish neighborhood. Um, I think the age range of the populace here is a bit mixed. We do have some young families, but we also have some people who have been around here for fifteen to twenty years. And I think most of those most of our neighborhoods are like a big mix of young parents and then those who are in their sixties, seventies who hate children and um, <laughs> don't give out candy. So Motherfuckers. I've been very disappointed in the last two years that we've gone out. Like, I feel like you, there are eight to nine houses, you know, that are totally dark before you get to one that has a pumpkin outside that says, Hey, we give out candy. Yeah. So especially now having a young, you know, a young girl who's four years old, who has shorter legs and thinking that she's going to be going door to door. Mm. Uh, collecting candy and it's not door to door it's door to you know every eighth or ninth door (laughs) um so you know i've asked around i'm like is is it everywhere like this around like you know this 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 place where i live (laughs) and (laughs) and um they they assured me that it wasn't and we went to one area where it's like okay it's a little more active but it's still not what i remember from like when i was a kid how, how so, many kids would you say were out at the time? Um, around the neighborhood that we were at, um, there were I, I, I probably counted about you know six packs of people. And when I say packs, I could mean like from two to four mm-hmm. in a span of about forty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. Ah, um, because I, I, was, I talked to my coworkers, and the consensus seemed to be that each person didn't seem to get that many trick-or-treaters at their respective places mm-hmm. i don't know yeah i don't know like we left out a big box of candy um lollipops and chocolates and stuff like that because we weren't uh, gonna be able to stay home and um we definitely got that you know asshole kid at our house who clearly just took the bowl and and <laughs> fed it into his bag 
because we came home and there is no way we had that many trick-or-treaters because that thing was like loaded loaded with candy and we hey. came home it's like oh it's totally empty yeah. wow all the kids yeah you know my wife's like oh yeah the kids must have taken it. i'm like no 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 how could you possibly some kid, I, some kid had a pillowcase and just like be surprised at that outcome yeah alex question yeah, I, know. Um, I like knowing you and and your lovely wife mm-hmm. um the question needs to be asked are you really that new like honest <laughs> to god <laughs> How did you not figure that was going to be the outcome? Did you seriously think yeah. there was a chance? Yeah. Let's that you backtrack. Come back to well, listen, I was, I was, I was the honest kid when I was growing up. <laughs> yeah, let's Halloween. backtrack. I said, like, please take one. Maybe two, but you don't like toss the whole, you know, bowl into your, into your. Okay, no twenty years looking? ago. Yeah, you do. Twenty years ago, or whatever you were trick or treating age. Yeah. If it wasn't you, do you know a kid that would have done that? <laughs> Probably. I know yeah. a kid. I would have grabbed at least a couple of handfuls yeah, I would have, and I would have been felt bad about it. That's about it. It's like, when no, we were, in, in the end, I was actually was happy that it was all gone. Cause I didn't want to have that stuff for hanging around at our house. So yeah. I was, yeah. I was fine with it, but it was just like, uh, okay, somebody did this. Oh, well, yeah, you're right. Like what, you somebody know, what, what to expect. <laughs> hey, at least you made one kid happy at that's, the very least. That's it. <laughs> That's it. But, True. Uh, and, and how how did how did the kids do in the, as far as a a haul goes? Were they happy? Yeah, very happy. Um, the one year old actually stayed with grandma. She was a little sick, so it was uh, just me, my wife, and our uh, four year old. And um, you know, she was she was very pleased going around saying trick or treat, thank you. Uh, she got freaked out by a couple of houses uh, be- oh. that had, like, you know, the scary Halloween music happening yeah. outside. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so one of them, my wife actually had to, like, go to the door to get the candy while I, <laughs> you know, held her hand in the driveway. <laughs> so it was uh, it was kind of cute. It was it was pretty cute. But it's it was fun, man. Like, you know, she was happy. The, the nicest part for me was when she uh, spilled all the candy on the floor afterwards and said, I have so much candy, I'm going to share. And I'm like... That's my girl. Yeah. Good job. Share that. <laughs> Manners. Good job. You get you're now nominated for Father of the Year. Yeah, Thank you did you. one Appreciate thing that. right this year. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> if that's <laughs> if I hey, even if that's the only thing she learns, I mean that's uh and I'll be I'll be I'll be proud of that. <laughs> Alex is done. We're good. Yeah. That's it. Kids are jerk about everything else, but man, can she share? Man, can she share? Yeah, yeah. She shares like a, nobody's business. You don't have a lunch? It's all right. You're covered. Yeah. But I'm going to kick your ass after school. All of her friends will get a piece of her heroin. Oh, that's cute. Oh, so, Mikey, how was, uh, how was your Halloween? Oh, oh, Hank, Hank, did you want to share first? Do you want to go first? How was your uh, Halloween, dude? Oh, Halloween was uh, wonderful. Um, I did nothing. And then on <laughs> Monday, I recorded my other podcast. Good time. Uh, I came up with what I kind of feel is a really, really great idea, except at the point by the point that I came up with it, it was a little too late. So here's the line of thinking. So the, the, the other place that I, I record uh, my podcast is in uh, Toronto's West End. And as I was leaving... I was talking about uh, talking to one of the other guys I record with about the, uh, the girl who was sitting out front dressed like a uh, slutty school girl and, uh, and how it was kind of, it was a bit of a train wreck going on because like you shouldn't look, but you looked 
And to be fair, it wasn't bad. Anyway, so so then it, this, this the train of thought kind of like segued from from like uh, uh, you know the idea of you know slutty anything could be like any costume could be or any type of profession could be a, a slutty version of that. Like oh, slutty veterinarian. Slutty firefighter, like just the word is sexy. Not sexy. Nope. I think the word is sexy, right? No, nope, not, uh, not not the not how the conversation went. You weren't there, so revealing, revealing. <laughs> so anyway, so so where it came to to a head was Halloween should be used as a day where you can insult people and use the guise of oh oh that isn't a costume. For example, wow, that's a great douchebag. Office manager costume. I really like how the tie works. Oh, that's oh, that's not a costume. Oh, it was really convincing. Oh, you're you're really nailing this overbearing micromanager thing that you've got going on. That's fantastic. It's like oh no oh no 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 I'm I'm not wearing a costume. Oh really? Oh oh it was convincing. Like so basically you can you can slam them with an insult just based on who they are and just hide behind the whole. Oh, sorry. I thought it was a costume. So, oh. so that's basically the crux of my Halloween was coming to that conclusion that Halloween should be used as a way of uh, basically slamming people you don't like and calling what they're wearing a costume for the insult you want to give them. Hmm. So, uh, otherwise, uh, I wasn't home for handing out candies. I, I didn't buy candies. Uh, apparently, there weren't that many kids, from what I've heard, but. Uh, uh, in the neighborhood, but mom and law handled that. So, so anyway, so yeah, cool story, bro, Mikey. How, how and how did your Halloween go? Oh Jesus, it was a disaster. Uh, so me and the wife, the wife came down from from the Twa for a Halloween, and uh, we went That's with our friends. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Uh, we went uh, up to we went to uh, a club, got some some bottle service. We dressed up as uh, the theme this year was was villains. Mm. Um, and the costume turned out great, given that it's just a, a series of a bunch of straps and uh, some silver duct tape. But if anyone was celebrating Halloween this year at a club and happened to see a Winter Soldier uh, throwing up in the corner of the smoking area, <laughs> <laughs> that was this guy. Um, before we left, I think I had, I had like three beers, and then we were also doing shots of rye. Uh, uh, so between three beers and maybe two or three shots arrived before we got to the club. And then there, uh, they had bottle service with vodka. So I made at least one screwdriver. Uh, and then there was another dude who was walking around giving shots of Hennessy, I think. And just random Hennessy shots. Yeah. Just because, well, I mean, he was a part of our group. We had a large group. Uh, I think I think we acquired somewhat somewhere upwards of thirty tickets for the group, um, but I I didn't turn down a shot all night, <laughs> all night. I mixed every drink that was handed to me. I had a beer when we got there as well with the wife, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Between the heat in there and the constrictive nature of my costume, uh, yeah, I threw up. Like you know, all the drinks hit me. You know, all at the same time. This is by far the most drunk I have ever been. Period. Wow. There's one that came really close. Uh, a Halloween, or sorry, a Christmas work party a few years ago. Um, right. But this surpassed that in that I was throwing up in the smoking area. 
Uh, the wife said, okay, we got to go. So we hopped into an Uber, come back here. Uh, uh, and then I'm, I'm, I, I got out, I threw up in the bushes and then it's like, okay, before we go up, let's, uh, let's go sit on the bench. Okay. I'll go sit on the bench. I threw up beside the bench. <laughs> like they had to take my costume. <laughs> they had to take my costume off me, you know, trying to like cut it off. And because they were also drunk, I think, uh, the one girl tried to use a, a lighter to try to get it off and in turn, burned my brother-in-law a bit with the lighter. <laughs> um, yeah, I was a mess. I needed help. Walk. Like, I was I was wrecked. I was absolutely got, wrecked. I had an got, awesome time. <laughs> do you, So do you remember most of the night, or was it a blur after? No, I do. I do. I, I don't. I've never been blackout drunk. I do remember bits and pieces yes. and enough that I know I didn't make any inappropriate moves on anyone or you know started any fights or anything like that i was just yeah the the i think in sitting down near the end of the night that's when the drinks all hit me at the same time yeah so uh yeah i mean costume looked great we all looked great as a group and uh, it was a good time all together i had an awesome time and then for halloween on monday i uh just stayed home <laughs> so Fair. So basically what you're saying is I won Halloween for you. You basically had the Halloween of a 22 year old girl. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Actually. Yeah. You had so the Halloween of a 22 year old girl. You know, um, the wife was saying that she was, she was apologizing because, you know, as I was going through all this, she was like snickering behind my back. I'm like, no, no, I was a mess. You can laugh all you want. <laughs> if I you fully didn't endorse laugh, this. She didn't even hold my fucking hair. I think I got puke in my hair, but I digress. Well, aren't you, aren't you fucking classy and fancy and shit? Do you guys smell puke or is that me? No, that's me. You guys are having like the best time ever. I don't want this song. Yet. This was my favorite song. I hope it never ends. Oh, you know the other thing too? It was, it was the heat. It was the costume being tight. It was the mixing of the drinks. I also, before we left, I think I downed two and a half slices of pizza. And that's about it. That's all, all that was in my stomach. The rest of it, alcohol. It all came out. Oh, God, did it. Did it. Ugh. Awesome time. I, I, yeah, Wonderful that's, time. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's, that's pretty... <laughs> Amazing for a fully formed adult, I guess. Uh, I, I, that seems like a it seems like a struggle. To be fair, fully formed. So, yeah, yeah. Use that term loosely. Yeah. Well, there's air quotes. It's an audio podcast. There are air quotes. Well, then, Halloween notwithstanding, at least I hope it doesn't doesn't overlap. Uh, what's what's uh, what's new in haiku? Let me go first. Let me go first. Um, costumes. Okay. If it's, <laughs> oh, it's it's Fuck. Costumes and drinking. Awesome combo every year. I could barely walk. Next, Phil. <laughs> what's that new haiku? Yeah, what's the, who needs the story? We just heard it. <laughs> All right. That's an excellent time saver. Yeah, it was, it was quick. It was easy. Uh, a new yeah. game played, Magic the Gathering PQ. Good enough for now. Oh, no. So nice. Puzzle Quest? Puzzle Quest, Magic the Gathering. Oh, no. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying okay. it. You know what? I never really got into Magic Gathering as a, a kid. We, I did have a deck for some reason. Uh, I remember playing uh, with Alex and a bunch of high school friends. I don't even mm-hmm. know if you were there, Alex, at the same time that I was, but I'm pretty sure we played in your basement. Probably. We must have. Yeah, I'm thinking that was a thing. Let's um, make up a memory. <laughs> that's a memory. 
We played. I know that we played D and D in my basement. Um, but we, uh, did we really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember playing on the mountain at uh, a certain person's house, and you <laughs> and you pissing on my character. And anyway, literally, that sounds that sounds like something I would do. Yeah. More questions so, than answers. You don't need to. Need, no exploration on that needs to be done. Yeah, so that's an that's an episode. So <laughs> exactly, uh, that that's that's a couch episode where I'm telling you about all my issues. Oh, God. <laughs> the the game itself, uh, very f- similar to Puzzle Quest, except now you have magic cards that show up that you can then play against the characters. It's entertaining enough. It's in the same vein of games that I like to play that I can play around, put it down, walk away, or just continue to play. It's not like I downloaded, um, what was it, Dragon Quest 4 or 5 the other day, mm-hmm. and I played through that. Those are the type of games that you have to spend way too much time because you just mm-hmm. get into it. And Did you finish it? Uh, no, not yet. I I put it down and haven't gone back to it. <laughs> okay, I'm at the okay. point where I just have to level up enough that I can finish the game. Okay. And that's that's one of the issues I've always had is having to keep on leveling or else you won't grind. finish it properly. Grind. grind. Yeah. That that was part of those art classic RPGs is that it's like, well, I could keep going. Nope. I got to spend another time, you know, <laughs> killing all the trash. So Especially when you get near the end of them. Like yeah. sometimes you have to play yeah. for like 45 minutes from the last save point or yeah. like exactly. more than an hour. And if you die on the final boss, it's like, well, got to do that hour. Those 45 minutes. <laughs> that was a waste of time. Yeah. Try again tomorrow. Time to go to bed. <laughs> exactly. And and that's that's one of the things that I've noticed. Like I'll play games like Diablo um, 3 because the replayability in that is enough to keep me interested. And the leveling is at the right speed where I can get to the end of the game with a fairly powered um, character and not have to worry about, you know, oh, I have to level another 10 levels before I can actually beat the the last bosses. Granted, I'm playing on normal. I'm not playing on the hard levels. But if I were to go to that levels, then obviously it'd be a little bit harder. But um, so, yeah, with this game, it's just fun enough for me to enjoy uh, playing, say, on on the train, on the ride home, going to work sometimes while you're on the toilet, because what else are you going to do? Um, I do read on the Agreed. toilet. Everybody should read on the toilet as well. It's a good place. I read on the toilet just like three hours ago. Yeah, great times. I, 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 I assume for this game there are microtransactions to get like card, there card packs. So, yes, just like every game of this nature, uh, there is microtransactions. I have yet to need to purchase in my mind a um, uh, any anything with actual real money. There, there's enough. They they have like crystals. There's enough ways to gain crystals without having to buy them if every once in a while you want to spend crystals on getting new uh, packs or getting a new character to play. So they have plane walkers, which are the characters which you play, which are either, you know, the green character, the, the play, whatever, whatever other, the fire. The, basically, there's fire, death, uh, uh, land, something else, greenery. <laughs> Forest. Uh, there you no, go. Forest. No, Mike, let him let him Man. struggle. This is <laughs> <laughs> the other one. The blue the one. Magic blue one. noob. Water and some kind of water. Some or kind blue. of water. It's blue, as far as I'm concerned. There's so there's blue, there's green, there's red, there's uh, ground color, <laughs> beige, white, and then there's magic noob. Death color, death color, which is purple. 
Um, no, what so purple? It's black, it isn't it? It's purplish, it's purplish on the game. Maybe it's purple, purple in the game. game. Maybe it's purple you gotta tap game. swamps. Come on. Yeah, it's maybe it's purple in the game. I don't know. All right. It's 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 enough. Uh, like I said, I I suggest that you all play it because it's it's enough entertainment, and you get a little bit of a kick of you know going back to your days of playing Magic the Other. And I actually have a puzzle quest for, I don't know if it's the 3DS or DS, the yeah. the original one. The first one? And, yeah. Yeah. And I remembered it being like really, really fun because it, it combines like two yeah. of my favorite elements. I'm like, I love RPGs. I got to really say, like I didn't like the games. second one as much though. The second one was kind of lacking. I don't know why. Yeah. Hmm. So what is, uh, what's everyone's like general opinion and experience with, with magic, I guess? Like in general, yeah, uh, in I, ge- I find in that general, my life like, is like, full what of magic, is... Alex. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, how did that happen? Magic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm guessing you're specifically asking about Magic the Gathering. Yeah, like uh, Hink and Mikey, just like their their past experience or if, what, did they enjoy the game? Did they play the game? And, I'm pretty uh, sure they played. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mikey, when I, you want to go first? Yeah, when I, when, when I had or... a disposable income, I, I spent a lot of money on cards. I still have hundreds thousands of cards maybe Mm -hmm. um that i have not gotten rid of but i haven't played in years uh i did enjoy the game when i played it but uh it's hard to keep up with that you know especially Mm -hmm. if you have a group of close friends who aren't playing it right Mm -hmm. i mean nowadays the digital form is a lot more uh, approachable just so you know you don't have to keep track of all those cards and everything Mm -hmm. but you know good old-fashioned cards there's something to be said about those it was fun i'll give you that how about you hank uh, as, as Mikey can firsthand witness, uh, yeah, I, I was pretty, pretty neck deep into, into magic. Uh, at one point I actually took a job at a comic shop because they needed a quote unquote magic, the gathering expert. And apparently they thought I was at, um, I had a fairly encyclopedic knowledge of the cards, at least over the last, at that time, maybe f- like six or seven years worth of cards to the point where like I like if you were looking for something very specific without having to look it up I could tell you where they what color they are what set you'll find them in how how much they probably cost uh, but uh, like I I recently or I said recently but like a couple of years ago I managed to invest my entire collection of magic cards uh, which I sold for about 850 bucks. And that was the co- That was the amount that I would get from an online retailer. What they would buy them from me for. So I was just looking for somebody to, to give me the same money that somebody else was. The cards were worth far more than that. Um, everything was in order. I think Mikey spent more on individual cards than I did, but I certainly spent more on cards than he did. Um, I had and and just the sheer number of them to prove it. Um, I loved the game. I still love the game. I still would, I would go back to playing it. Uh, all honesty, if I had the time to to want to get involved in it again, but I, I always I always enjoyed the the deck building, the uh, trying to figure out will this work, trying to figure out the balance of cards you need to make the thing work properly on a semi regular basis, and playing against other people's creations, no matter how ignorant or insane they were or efficient they were was always a bit of a, a laugh and a half because we knew people who spent a, a fair mo- a lot more money on it than we did <laughs> and built these really asshole decks. Yeah, and custom decks that they look for online and mimics. Like like they had they had car they had cards in their deck that were worth more than the car than the entire deck I was playing them against. 
it was just it was that kind of insane. But like, were these the people that you time. lived with at one point? Is that who we're referring? Yes, to? it was. That would be them. <laughs> that would be yeah, them. Yeah. Um, one worse than the other. But anyway, uh, yeah. I, I, not that money was no object, but if both money and time were no object, I would love to play that game again. I would, I would go out and buy a couple boxes right now and just let's just take a week and just fucking play the stupid game again. And I loved it, but uh, it's a it's it's a it's a downward spiral and it becomes an arms race, mm-hmm. and I can't afford to get into either one of those things. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's like so, a, a but I loved it. I think there's like a sweet spot that you have to hit when you play with people who are not assholes about the game and they and they play it. <laughs> the right way and in the right spirit. And that is kind of the spirit of fairness and understanding that like, you know, well, ideally, but you know, it also makes it more interesting when you have that colorful group who all have their own style. So, you know, you're trying to outdo the guy who has the super duper deck and you're trying to outdo the guy who has the, the gimmick deck because I have one trick in there that I want to pull off once out of 10 matches. Yeah. <laughs> you tried. Yeah. Like you tried so hard so many times. I didn't care. I didn't care if I lost one time I, 20 matches. One time, full disclosure, yeah. I let you let that happen. <laughs> I don't care if I lost 20 matches. If my if my stupid deck won once, it, mm-hmm. was, a, it was a success. Donezo. Good. Yeah, was, so would you guys consider if we got four basic decks, and, and when I mean basic, it's like, mm-hmm. This is what you get out of a starter deck. Yeah, I would play and for a night. Sure, you're not allowed to 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 change cards. You're only allowed to play with what you get in the starter deck, mm-hmm. and go from there. The only pro- oh, what I was going to say is, and and Mike knows that this. The one thing I loved about playing Magic, and I don't know if you if you guys ever got to do this, was drafting. Mm. And and if you don't know what drafting was, basically what happens is you open up a pack of cards. You open, you fit, you basically look through the cards, take one that you think you're going to need or use, you set it aside, and then you pass the rest of the cards to the right, and you receive the person to the left's cards, and you do the same thing, and you basically try to extract some kind of a theme to build a deck. It that was like the best to me. That was the best purest part of Magic, thinking on your feet, trying to put together disparate ideas on the fly. And opening up packs of cards, which is something I still fucking love to do to this day. I buy shitty, cheap-ass man- soccer cards just so I can uh, open it up and just make that noise 36 times in a box. Yeah, okay, don't and I have to be around you when you open it. up packs. <laughs> I had... That I have was a, annoying. Uh, f- f- oddly enough, I bought a, um, a... A couple years ago, I bought a box of soccer cards at a an antique shop that... We just happened to be in, and it was twenty bucks. I was missing like two cards from the set, and it was hard to find anybody selling singles. But the the cards themselves aren't that valuable. I just I love cards, but soccer cards for whatever reason are my jam. They're they're practically worthless, but I love them and I want to collect them. Recently, I opened up this box to to get the two cards I was missing. It was completely unnecessary, but so much fun. I totally got twenty dollars of entertainment out of opening up packs of cards, and then sorting them. Uh, yeah, how, many, so, how many decks would we need for that type of drafting situation? Because I don't mind us doing a another event, which is us playing Magic the Gathering or trying to. Because I'm not good at it at all. No. So, well, here's here's the problem. I, I have no problem with doing that. I think the real hiccup, as far as pulling this off, is the fact that assuming we're playing with new cards, because yes. they're going to be cheaper than old ones. Uh, we'd have to read each card 
and how figure out how yeah. each card works and each new mechanic that has come out since we stopped playing. And, and there are a lot slow, of them. Yeah, it would, it no, would no, no. I'm to saying let's let's find the original set of I'm saying cards. Mirage. No, I think you're talking like like uh, first basic. edition. First, well, no. first no, that, we no. can't afford those. No. First off, yeah. Um, a, box no, of a, a box of those recently <laughs> went for we five figures. Damn it! I mean, unless you get like twelfth or fourteenth edition, whatever that yeah, basic no, cards. That's that's a good idea. Yeah, they're, they're they're now named after the year. So, if we were to go get a box or sets of sealed decks or whatever of Magic two thousand sixteen that would probably be fairly easy to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a good chance that if you remember any magic cards, you'd probably recognize one or two of them to be fair. Right. Like there, mm-hmm. like even if I went through the list right now I, with just by name alone, I'd probably be able to recognize, I would guess somewhere between 20 to 30% of the cards. So it's not, it's, okay. it's and also too, usually the basic sets are the least technical. They're not, mm-hmm. it's not that they're crap. They're just the least technical. They usually don't have a theme to them, like as far as a, a game mechanic theme. And so they can't that, transform, and they can't do yeah, they this, can't do, they can't do that. Yeah, well, like the, some of the otter mechanics phasing out. and Otter mechanics? Oh, my God, I'm in. I know. I know. Otter but uh, um, I, I would certainly wouldn't be against it, Phil. I, I will be, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I, I actually did this uh, two years ago with uh, a group of people here. And um, I found out that, you know, a couple of my wife's uh, high school friends were magic players and they're in the same kind of boat as me where they hadn't touched it in, you know, a decade. And we're like, screw it. Let's go pay the 20 bucks each or 16 bucks, 15 bucks each, whatever it is to get a starter deck. And uh, let's just play a game with whatever cards we have. You're not allowed to, you know, mm-hmm. um, try and build your deck. Just play the cards you have. And I got to be like, we played about two or three games and I was really getting into it. I had like a really, really great time. There's yeah. definitely a lot of new mechanics you have to learn and things that you have to like read up on. Cause you're like, wait, what does this mean? And yeah, binding, and I don't even know, yeah. but um, it was, it was also ridiculous to see like how many overpowered cards are now like available in magic and how you utterly crushed your attack can, can get and how quickly you can die. Um, so I don't know if that's, you know, by design or if that's something that is talked about in the magic community that the game has maybe like become uh, a little bit overpowered in a way, but um, that's how I felt a little bit at times with some of the cards that the other, you know, the opposition was bringing out. I'm like, I just want to like, bring out creatures and maybe put an enchantment on them. And you guys are like destroy target targets library or something like, I don't no, know. You're just it not was... a very good player, dude. You're just horrible at playing. Yeah. But I, I had a really good time. So I'd, I'd be up for doing that um, again. Let's just go to, you know, any card shop Toys R Us has them too, whatever. And uh, let's, let's do it. Up. I, I think the best way for us to do this and, and this may be a, a road trip of sorts but we go to a shop, mm-hmm. like a actual comic book shop with a room or such with a magic area, and we do it there. And we do a live podcast where we try and play the game. Oh, God. Would people listen to that? I wouldn't listen oh to God, that. No. Well, let's put it well, this way. It would take a lot of editing. I think if you can yes, make it good yes. by like just we'd have to just extract the, the funny parts and the highlights. Like oh, God. explain Agreed. what yeah. the fuck It'd just be, happened. Yeah. 
Not editing. I think we need to be good storytellers as we're bringing Um, cards out. That might be a decent video, but I don't know about a podcast. Anyway, it's an idea. But at the very least, I'd be interested in playing. They're also, uh, I I don't know, like I think a lot of people play it online now. I think there's like digital versions of Magic and they have been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's also, I've always been curious when I go to, I think there's a renaissance in this kind of in terms of uh, just board games. There are magic board games that you can buy now, and there are actually uh, D&D board games that you can buy, like preset campaigns, preset characters, and things like that. I I will say that from what I've read on the magic board games, they're not that good. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, but the artwork is so beautiful. (laughs) It is, it is, it is. But I don't, I don't play games because they're pretty. And uh, the D, I played the one D&D game. I believe Mikey was there Mm -hmm. uh, for it, and it was, it was okay. I mean, I didn't love it. I didn't hate mm-hmm. it. It was, but it seemed like it took an awfully long time just to figure out what the hell we were doing. You know what? Given the choice, I would sooner try to do a D and D night than a Magic night because I really haven't played D and D. So I'd be more curious about that. Okay. Yeah, you know, I, I'd really like to play D and D one day too. Yeah, I hear that's a great yeah. thing. Yeah. Anyway. Phil? That's uh, hey, yeah, Phil. <laughs> Phil, that's a good point. If only we knew someone <laughs> who had a player's guide. Oh, no, but seriously, both on and off the podcast, I'm down for both. <laughs> All right. Alex, yeah. what's new in Haiku? Because we, we know where the guilt trip goes with Phil. We know Ooh, that. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, so, a, a little bit more serious, I guess. So, try to talk online. Rage culture ruins it all. No point in talking. <laughs> Um, so just over the past couple of weeks, I guess, and since the American election has been going on, like I've found the visits to Facebook specifically and the type of uh, political articles that people have been posting have uh, hit some nerves and, and buttons. And it's kind of there are a couple of things right now that are going around, like the the one currently, I guess the latest one is this video on uh, male birth control and People have their different opinions about the study that was done that male birth control is actually possible, but that they canceled it because 6% of patients were experiencing side effects that women have experienced since the dawn of birth control. And um, there are like, basically it's this, you know, any, any issue like this, like male birth control or Black Lives Matter or Hillary versus uh, Donald Trump. He's lumping them all together, everybody. No, 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 there are, there are. Yeah, it has to be amazing. There, there are kind of like two sides of the fence and you have the um, slightly more conservative um, people who usually um, not anti black lives matter, but hashtag all lives matter or um, not anti male birth control, but uh, grr, if it's about men, it's, uh, you know, you guys say everything is bad and men are evil and that's wrong. And if it's they about uh, Hillary and Trump, well, Hillary and Trump is kind of like a totally kind of different That's thing. Completely different. Yeah. Mm. But I feel like we're all too busy to like properly discuss these issues and, and everything is very reactionary. Like you're always posting on the fly without like adequate research and everything's kind of like a society of one liners and lazy thinking. And you only post and research what matches your own beliefs. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, it's just hard to have like any kind of like legitimately intelligent discussion online about any 
prescient issue and and i find it kind of uh depressing in well, a can, way. You, can you be specific as to what happened alex yeah where did, point to the thread where it hurts you <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously it's 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 interesting to see how these discussions online and i, I totally agree with you there's the outburst of either radicalism or right. extreme conservatism but where what which one exactly did and you don't have to tell me no, who you spoke it, to it actually but. is like um it's it's a mixture of of a lot of them it's something that i've been feeling for like uh a, a while just because i i do have like a, a few people on my on my facebook who are more politically minded or active or um you know i knew in university and things like that so uh, I get a lot of stuff about, you know, uh, fat activism and, and Black Lives Matter and feminism and a lot of things that, that I actually, you know, am in support of. But at the same time, when I see the debates happening in comment sections, people on both sides of the fence, it's like, you don't agree with me, you're an idiot. How could you not think that, like, um, I don't know, like, for example, if... Uh, Let's go political, you know, man. Let's talk, no, like, let's talk yeah, Hillary and uh, what's his face? Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, yeah, that, well, that's that's one that is a little scary when you start looking at YouTube comment sections um, in terms of Trump and Hillary. But I don't know. I feel like there's no point almost and, and there's nothing useful that can come out of posting political articles on Facebook. And I'm guilty of it as well. And that's the, that's the part that like pains me is I feel I've been sucked into this vortex <laughs> And I'm wondering, like, is it at all freaking worth it to spend this emotional energy on issues and arguing with people and trying to change people's minds when really you're not going to change anyone's mind? They're still going to walk away thinking that they're right. Or they might think, oh, that's interesting, but I still, you know, support my side and hashtag all lives matter. So um, I just... So it's it's a passion thing, right? It's it's about passion. Do you find that you have the same beliefs that you had, say, five years ago? Five years ago, um, it's difficult to say, but I, I'd probably say that some of my attitudes have likely evolved or shifted a little bit one way or the other. But I think I've still, I've always been more of a. If I had to align myself. Uh, on the political scale, uh, most people are, are familiar with. I'm definitely more left leaning, um, but left leaning towards center. And a lot of people who, you know, I see, and, and maybe some, some of them who I knew when I was younger, seem were left leaning when they were younger, and you know, uh, you know, cared about, and they still care about, you know, issues and everything. But now seeing them post now a lot of them are becoming or maybe they always were more like right leaning weird religious type people <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with really no there's something wrong with religion. nothing wrong with well let's not say that there is yeah, the opinions expressed are those of alex and just alex sorry i should have this, this was a terrible idea to bring this no up. it's not, it's not a terrible idea a, why is it there, there's there's nothing wrong with us having real conversations <laughs> and then adding humor Yes. As Mikey just did. Yeah. <laughs> For example, vaginas. Anyway, <laughs> I, I would. I would. Uh, what's crazy about about Facebook and what's crazy about even Twitter and blogs and any any form of of publication, any medium of publication, electronic, over the last ten to fifteen years, 
is you're seeing a shift from something that's based on fact to something that's based on opinion. Now, that's okay, but the problem is that the focus is being put on opinion rather than the fact. Mm-hmm. Like anybody who wants to discuss climate change and says that isn't real is not even trying to look at any facts. They're taking in some kind of fucked up opinion that either fits their worldview or maybe it's just it supports their 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 business their what makes them money what what they have their investments tied into and in the face of reality in the face of facts their opinion trumps facts and if you ever watch something like CNN or Fox News who are the worst they'll they'll put up some something that about whether it's education or whether it's about the war, whether it's about some bloody thing. And nobody's talking about facts. They're just saying the opinions. Oh, climate climate change isn't real. You know, I've I haven't noticed it being colder here or warmer here. It's like mm-hmm. you're not a fucking scientist. You wouldn't know these things, but somehow your opinion goddamn matters. No, your opinion doesn't matter. And when my my biggest thing was when when Canada was uh, had agreed to open up his borders and taking a bunch of Syrian refugees. I saw more than a handful of posts for, you know, people like, ah, oh, why, why are they letting in these refugees? Uh, tax dollars. Ah, my, yeah. my streets aren't going to be fixed, but they're going to let these people in. It's like, yeah, we have poor like, people I on just, the streets that we have to take care of first. Uh, yeah. Okay, first okay. of all, that's fucking horseshit. Like, I mean, like, I, you know what? I'm not even going to get into the minutia because that is a, entirely its own discussion it's the fact that these that 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 people who have absolutely zero fucking concept as to how government actually works as to how society works as to how the homeless work as to how road repairs work as budgets work they have no fucking idea how any of these things work seem to think that their opinion about letting in refugees is some kind of a goddamn problem and the biggest irony with it being in canada is that none of these people who are complaining are native they are all first, second, third, and fourth generation Canadians. Guess what you or your parents or your grandparents or your great-grandparents were at some point in time? Knew you weren't here before. But they don't fucking think about any of that shit because they're just opinion. And you the problem, and the other thing, too, is engaging in these people, engaging these people and trying to at least have a rational discussion with them, you just get their fans, their friends to come and support them, even in the face of stupidity. Mm-hmm. But nobody's calling, nobody, and you can't call them all stupid because then it's like, well, your argument's moot. Well, no, the argument still is that you're an idiot because you said all these things, but you're too dumb or hard-headed or whatever to acknowledge the fact, to accept the fact, or even open your mind to the fact that there could be something else to it. Yeah, online discussion is a painful fucking thing. And yeah. being able to be brave behind a keyboard is basically the worst part. Of, is the biggest part of it. There's no accountability. Most often not, you can't put a face to the name. You can't even get a name to the name. You know, putting your as, handle as, as long as there's been Link internet, Fan Forty Four, it doesn't isn't isn't the same as you know Gary Johnson. You know, it's not mm-hmm. it's not the same. It's not the same as your neighbor. It's not the same as your coworker. Anyway, yeah, man, sucks. Yeah, it does. Like I've, uh, you know, toyed with that idea of uh, that everyone's talked about at some point about just you know getting rid of Facebook. Um, <laughs> I've known a couple of people who have done it and talked to one actually a couple of days ago, and he was like, 
Yeah, I don't miss it at all. No. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know, but there's so much other stuff that happens and social events, uh, you know, that people set up and everything like that. So I, uh, there's email too. like they can also call yeah, you know, and text you. There's yeah. Facebook. Isn't the only outlet. It isn't the only medium to contact people. Yeah. Mind you, that being said, I can, uh, there's so very few, I don't know about you guys, but there are so very few events that I get invited to strictly over Facebook where I, mm-hmm. somebody doesn't tell it to my face at some point in time yeah. or email it in some other form of communication. It's almost, it's rare. So if the, if the thing you're worried about is being left out of the social loop, as mm-hmm. far as events go, yeah, don't worry about it. You know, people who know people about these events and they're going to tell you. Yeah. And I, and I, to go back to your point about whether it's worth it or not to provide your opinion. Once again, you know, it's, it's, are you providing your opinion or are you providing facts when you engage in conversation? Exactly. And this is, this is the thing that's uh, terrible about it is you get sucked into this like one liner vortex, like smart ass, sarcastic cynicism that well, um, you're defending, you're defending an idea and yeah. that you usually provide the facts first. And when that fails because of their passionate response to yeah. the contrary, then it becomes a, how do I beat this person down? Yeah. Because they're not responding the way I want them to respond. And yeah, it's like you say, it's a vortex. I don't think that the medium that you're perhaps mm-hmm. pursuing to provide your opinion or your, the facts or your statements is the best one because more often than not, the people that you are responding to, I don't know how much of a personal um, relationship you really have with these people. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, exactly. More often than not, the people on Facebook I I actually hang out with like ten of them out of the supposed how many friends I have. Right. So. Yeah. Well, I agree with Philly that this isn't the medium to change people's minds. I mean, <laughs> the idea the common denominator. Yeah, the idea that you might be able to get into a discussion or change people's minds or get them to see your view in the light that you have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will not par- be parlayed properly on Facebook. I mean, there's something we said about context of the way you're saying things and seeing people face to face and them having a chance, you know, not having the chance to think about what they're going to say next and post it Mm -hmm. or look up some one errant fact and then use that as their ammunition. So, I mean, yeah, it's not, you're not going to change the world via a couple discussions on Facebook. It's just, it's just Mm -hmm. not going to happen. So I think you're expecting too much, of uh, not not of the people, but the way in which yeah. uh, it's going to be handled. Yeah. yeah, I understand that. And I mean, the truth of the matter is like, you're right. People looking up like one errant fact. And okay. I've, you know, I try to find research and facts to support, you know, whatever statements I'm going to make too. But the truth of the matter is like most of the time you're, when you're having these arguments, you're on the go. It's just like the type of society that we live in now. Like you don't have time or you don't take the time to properly um, research an issue or mm-hmm. to like fully read an article that a person posted and you just like go off like the title that of the article or something like that. <laughs> so there's like, um, I think like people are acting and arguing and discussing based on, you know, maybe five to 10% of, of the knowledge of the actual um, issues that they're discussing most of the time. And it's just based on feeling 
And like Hank said, it's sometimes it's based on like where they are in their life or their personal belief system. And if it fits with their belief system, then they're going to like hop on board. Uh, you know, like if Donald Trump's philosophies uh, jive with your personal belief system or because you support him just because he's a right wing Republican in the United States uh, and you fail to actually think about his stances and the things he's done and the things he said, which are God awful critically, um, you you probably wouldn't support him if you thought about it like, you know, fully. But. To to be contrary to this, because that's what I like to do. If you think about Hillary, you goddamn devil. <laughs> really, think about think about Hillary in any other position, up against anybody else. Would she be the best choice? Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, Donald Trump is a dream for Hillary because in any other election, she probably wouldn't be doing very well. Yeah, but because. Trump is so, what's the word I'm looking for? Divisive in, in, mm-hmm. in horrific. <laughs> like, Ignorant. you know, just, <laughs> so yeah, he's so extreme that Hillary is probably going to win. It's just, my, my biggest issue with this guys is the, the people that Trump is going after to vote for him are the lowest common denominator. And it's, uh, it's scary, man. Yeah. And, and Hillary is going for the educated, going for the the and she's going for the women vote but he's going for everybody who doesn't have an education well here's the thing i and i've always words i've always said this about the, the republican party is that i marvel at the fact that the republican party has the vote of very uneducated people mm-hmm. uh, very lower class people and the very rich so it's like the lower class and the upper crust class and somehow he, they managed to make and give a message that appeals to both of those classes and everybody in the middle <laughs> who, you know, uh, are average people for the most part, uh, cannot get on board with that, which is kind of weird. The, but the biggest problem is that the, the lower in cl- in, income class is larger than the other two put together, right? Uh, yeah. Is that... Yeah, yeah, it, well, yeah. It's, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, if, if if you take the lower the, the lowest of the low and say lead up to the working class, then yeah, if you like not like the people who are at or just above the poverty line, you would get a, you would get a significantly higher number. Um, if you were just if if you were just say just the impoverished the lowest whatever below the poverty line, I guess you could say it's not, it's not huge, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of fucked up things that are uh, about this, this entire election. And it, and it's, yeah. So I just did a quick search and and the median family income in Canada is $76,000. That's, that's the median. That's, that's not, that's the one household. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And generally higher in the West than the East, while the median individual income is just twenty seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars. That doesn't make any sense. So no, that sounds about three right. Three people living per household that make. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that includes usually, kids. Well, usually Working one person. Yeah, makes what's up with that? Usually one person makes more, and the kids make very little. Little fuckers. I cannot believe I make four times the average person. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Well played. So, Um, so that's that's the like I I, I'm this this (laughs) this presidential race 
has been the only one that I've actually actively been looking at the debates and listening to it because it is the worst train wreck. Oh, it's a shitstorm. Since it, it is a shitstorm. It is a shitstorm. It's a complete shitstorm. And I, it's and amazing the way that it happened. It was just a slow train wreck and everybody watched it happen. I watched the second debate and I, I literally, like, I'm not even joking. I felt physically ill, um, like, watching them talk Wrong. back and forth mm. and watching, like, the just weird, uneducated mouth garbage spewing yeah. from this man's mouth. Mm. You, mean, you mean the lack of any kind of real issues that he was speaking to and just the... The lack Ignorant of issues, the lack of facts, the lack of knowledge. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not a, a world leader, and and oh, no, he has facts. I don't have, I I don't know a lot of uh, oh, information too. But given that you're running for the president of a country, you should be at a much higher level than I am in terms of knowledge yeah. about these issues. What's uh, um, one of the things that I think that makes me the most irate about watching the shit show is knowing that that. Everybody was super cool about Trump until the tape leaked about him groping women's vaginas. Right. right. I don't know. You think that was the the straw that broke the camel's back? Yeah. I think there were a lot. It's, I think no, it's you, just you, been. You figured the hallmark, the, the hallmark things that have come out of his fucking face. We're going to build a wall. That didn't really out, outrage his supporters. Mm-hmm. We're going to send all. No, because they wanted car, We're going to card. All the all the Muslims. That wasn't the thing that set them off. We're going to, uh, you know, limit the number of Mexicans in this because they're all drug drug dealers and rapists. That wasn't the thing. It was the fact that he would go and effectively openly admit that he molests women, and that was the thing that 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 tipped him over. It wasn't all the horrible, violent, racist shit before that. It was the sexism. That's fucked up. Exactly. You have to, racism is okay. Sexism. Yeah, if you're going to be a supporter of this guy, and that's the thing that it's like, well, you know what? Maybe he's got it wrong. That's the thing that maybe he's got it wrong. It wasn't the first thing; it was the thirty-fourth thing. I, I guess when you're at home with with your rich uh, white family, and <laughs> and dad's talking about damn Mexicans and damn blacks and all these other races, but as soon as he says damn women, that's when mom perks up and goes, "What, bitch? What?" And that's where she puts a slap down, and he has to go, "Oh, that's wrong." That that is it's, that is bad locker room talk. Well, as far like, as far I, as I know, women exist in every race. So this far. is true. Alex, you can't Alex prove is that. Right. Alex is pretty much right. But I what what staggers me is that he still got like he still made it out of his party. Yeah, he amazing. was still like, and to be to be fair, like the, the was the Republican Party. I forget which one he represents. I don't care enough to remember which one's which. But his party was full of knobs and idiots, like like people with fundamental knowledge gaps, and they're and, and they're supposedly going to be leaders of of the United States. He and, has seven hundred and twenty two generals behind him, though. So, well, he's probably promised to give them more money. So, yeah, he would of course have the support of the generals. But pro- he's just, promised to give them more war yeah. money for the generals. Of course, and he probably owns stock in all of the in all the companies. I think what what saddens me the most is that there's no true viable third options or fourth options or fifth options. If there's one thing you can say about our democratic process is that, yeah, maybe the NDP isn't your cup of tea, maybe the Green Party isn't your cup of tea, but at least their cups worth looking at. You know, 
Like you can you can like if you don't like the two the two major parties and the assholes that they have running them, you know, sometimes three, four and five, depending on where you are, are are doable. It could be I'm glad we ain't them. I say that a lot too. Whose haiku are we on now? Yeah, I think we should move on to somebody Hi. else's. Hi. Okay. So here we go. Hey, Mark. Mark. Yeah. What's new haiku? <laughs> Toronto FC. Mediocre for ten years. Pure magic last week. So for those of you who aren't sporting or sports like or sportish, you don't sports a lot. Here's what you need to know. Toronto historically has been a absolute shit show, speaking of shit shows, of a, of a soccer franchise. They're embarrassing, they were bad, they're terrible, they're horrible, and a whole bunch of other things. And I've been a paying customer for a very long time, as you may know. Uh, last week, on last Wednesday, and the Sunday following that, Toronto had their first ever two home playoff games. And they won them both. They beat The first game, they probably should have beat easily because the t- Philadelphia who they were playing were not very good, but they won that one three, three, one. They were playing New York city FC on, on, uh, on Sunday. And um, they, uh, they won that two nothing. Now what's, what's important to note is that they didn't score these goals until the, so I think it was the 81st minute and injury time. And when the first goal went in the stadium shook, that's not an exaggeration. There are videos of the stadium shaking because a crowd lost their fucking mind. I was one of them losing their fucking mind. When the second goal went in, to me, that was even better than the first because it was now it was pretty much out of reach. It was like the 91st, 92nd minute. There's no way back for New York. Toronto's got the first leg and it was just electric. I was freezing my ass off all game. Well, by the time that second goal went in, yeah, I was good. I could probably could have taken off a jacket. Like it, that was that was surreal. How how much of an emotional release that was for the thirty thousand people in attendance. And as somebody who's seen a lot of shit, um, I didn't realize it was going to be that much of a release for me. Um, it must have been a pretty good game because the wife was paying attention to it. <laughs> and if if I ever have any doubt as to how good or bad the game was, that's the measure. When she's asking questions, when she's going, why is he standing over there? He knows he should be over here. I'm like, oh, she's soccering. So cute. So, and even even on the way home, she was like, she she was she had con- she had points to make. Like, well, that player wasn't there. He was out of position whole first half, and just oh. <laughs> You know, so it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty amazing. It warmed I mean, the cockles of your heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of, there was a lot of warmth and a lot of inner parts. Uh, that's not, that's not, that's not a setup for you for my wang or my balls. It's just that's just how that's just how the whole kind of thing unfolded. So uh, yeah, so uh, uh, as of recording uh, on, on this upcoming Sunday. Uh, Toronto is in Toronto for the second leg, or Toronto is in New York for the second leg against New York City, and um, I'm weirdly optimistic that they're going to take them out and advance to the semifinals. So that'd be awesome. We'll see. 
<laughs> anyway, that was that was anyway. that was the light. That was the light, and uh, that's crazy because uh, we're not even halfway through the show. Okay, so uh, <laughs> let's just go right to the question of the week. Question, question of the week. week. <laughs> questions. Question of the week. Uh, you sure you don't want to do any corrections? No? I have that afterwards. Okay, all right. We can do a correction. That doesn't matter to me. You want to um, do corrections? Let's do corrections. Matter me. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> and now it's to the corrections department. Wow. Yeah, we're just rolling right along, so but we're going to fix that. We're going to fix that in post, Alex. You didn't miss, you, you weren't gone that long. Yeah, come on. <laughs> and now to corrections department. Mike? What's up? What did Alex fuck up? Oh, uh, well, first, um, I'll get to what he fucked up uh, in oh. a minute. But first, uh, just so everyone's clear, this is quick anyway. Um, uh, Gene Roddenberry does not have a son named Barry, just so we're clear. Oh, <laughs> terrible father. He, Lies. He has three kids. He has a daughter named Darlene, a daughter named Dawn, and a daughter named Eugene Jr., who is known as Rod. How does that make any sense? But, it doesn't. Yeah, Eugene exactly. So, so, yeah, he goes by Rod, Roddenberry. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, I joke that, you know, that uh, Enterprise might have done better just because uh, Star Trek had always been on the air. As it turns out, uh, the next generation started in 87, ended in 94. DS9 started in 93, so it overlapped and went until 99. Voyager started in 95, so it, it overlapped and ended in May 2001. Enterprise started in September of 2001. So technically, from 87 till the end of Enterprise, which was 2005, uh, there was always a Star Trek on the air, basically, huh. Huh. except for that few-month period in 2001. So, yeah, I hmm. think uh, people might have gotten a little, not sick or you know, tired of yeah. Star Trek to kind of like, you know, Enterprise wasn't really given a shot, even though it was around for four seasons, apparently. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. And finally, uh, yeah, Alex went with Earl Grey for a hot tea when, as Hink said, he could have gone with Jasmine, uh, but he could have also gone with uh, Jade. Uh, there's also a Jade tea, and there's also a Ginger. Ginger tea would have... Would have worked as that's well. That's true. So that's, that's uh, true. that's how Alex Alex fucked that up. Knew it. Fucking called it. <laughs> I'm saying how you yes. fucked up the joke. You're just <laughs> you, guys, you guys just aren't progressive enough. Come on, that's that's all it is, man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's the corrections of the week. They're there. Wow, that was Thanks. that was painless. So uh, <laughs> criticizing a joke. Look at that. What an asshole. Yeah, because we're so funny. That's the problem. <laughs> we have high standards. So, uh, uh, so, so, question of the week. Question of the week. So the question of the week. It's it, you can you can you have your you have your choices. You could go uh, one side or the other. Uh, what is your favorite Halloween memory? Or you could share with us a scary story. <laughs> do you have to you say it like that? Voice. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, new rule: if you share a scary story, you have to say those two words like that together. <laughs> Does it have to okay. be a story that like you made up, or can I just like read something that someone else wrote who is much more talented than I? No. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, what? yeah we're gonna do, 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 do is pretty personal, Alex. 
Give us something that somebody else did. Yeah. <laughs> Question of the week is, can you read something, else, something someone else wrote? Can we plagiarize Go. something that's uh, better than what we could come up with ourselves? <laughs> yes. I know what Alex corrections department is going to say next episode. The exorcist. Here's something that Alex could have written in last, in last episode. <laughs> if Alex's name was uh, Bram Stoker. <gasps> Yeah, none of you have gotten who who I had in mind. It's okay. I'm gonna go with Poe. You got it. Ah! Ah! Of course, good. I had nothing. A, a reading of the Raven takes about seven minutes. So oh, no, geez. no, you cannot you do that. You're sitting on Get the- to the good part. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Who's up? Uh, uh, mine's very fast, I guess. So yeah, I can go, go first. Um, I don't really have like any like hardcore. Halloween memories that stick out like Halloween has always been kind of a a blur. Like I remember being a ghost. I remember being a vampire. I remember being a zombie. Um, I remember just wearing a mask to get candy because I was too lazy to, to, you know, make a costume and get a costume. Uh, It was just like a weird, crazy, scary guy with like crazy black hair sticking out all over the place. Um, Just a random mask. You can pick up like at a Walmart or something. So you know, the, the kind of like flash memories that blend together for me um, that I always enjoyed about Halloween growing up because I wouldn't call it my Christmas, but it is something that I was like really look forward to. But once it's here and it's over and done with so quickly, I, I always remember that I always enjoy the idea of Halloween more than Halloween itself <laughs> because <laughs> Halloween just vanishes and goes by so quickly, I think. Um so in terms of memories and things that I really enjoyed, it's basically like, you know, going out trick or treating with my sisters and my cousins. Um, you know, I'm not as close with my cousins now as I was when we were growing up in Canada as new immigrant families. Um, so I kind of miss that sometimes uh, just going around the neighborhood with, uh, with my cousins and with my sisters dressed up as uh, a ninja or uh, well, my sister is dressed up as a ghost or a clown or a witch or something like that. So that's basically it. Just trick or treating with, uh, with family. That's what I miss. Very nice. Very tender. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys. Thank you. Tender, correctly? Very, very sweet. Tender, tender, like a newborn calf's brain. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Ten- tender, like a, uh, like like an eyeball in a spaghetti soup, <laughs> something. <laughs> See, he he managed wow. to get some Poe in there after all. Look at that. There was some Poe. There was some Poe there. Oh, never more. <laughs> Please, never more. Phil, <laughs> what's your there? favorite Halloween memory or scary story? <laughs> well, I've decided to go with a scary story. So my family, thank you, thank you. My family has been known in Portugal to be somewhat uh, close to the other realm. Ooh, and and while not cursed to say, not not while close to Spain. That's what. (laughs) Yes, the Spaniards hate us. You come from a line of vampire hunters. The other realm. That's what I. (laughs) That's true. I'm I'm actually Buffy. (laughs) I'm the last vampire slayer. Um, no. So what happened was, uh, while my parents were in Portugal still, this is while I was non-existent. So this is a story of my cousin, Mm. my cousin, um, jovial man, uh, worked in a, um, 
and basically a ship. He was uh, worked on uh, on the seas uh, doing uh, fishing. They did. He went to Germany, um, and then they would uh, embark on a journey to. They'd go into a port somewhere, and then they'd go do fishery stuff. So he was he was a jovial guy, always sort of a little bit drunk, always a little bit happy. Everybody knew him as a funny guy, as the guy that would do you know dumb shit every time. So everybody was at a family lunch at a old school uh, house in Portugal, which is basically if you think about a house in Portugal, there's the the main house which usually has like one bedroom or two bedrooms max, and then a kitchen, and then the kitchen would sort of be open to the backyard. So it'd be a very open area. So it's, you know, old school, not very sanitary to say the least. Um, so everybody was sitting at a table. Everybody was uh, eating and drinking and having fun. And my cousin decides to stand up and announce to everybody, I am going to go piss on that tree. <laughs> they And they all, you know, started laughing because he's being stupid and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the tree, turns, uh, takes his pants down and starts peeing against the tree. And they all start yelling at him, don't pee on the tree, it's a pear tree, don't do that, it's not good for the pears. <laughs> and, uh, and, and all of a sudden, it, it's like there was a shock that ran through his body. He went really stiff and then fell over the side and, and started mumbling to himself. Oh. And everybody thought, oh, he's still being stupid, like, you know, get up, get up, let's, let's go, come on, come back. And he wouldn't get up. So eventually they came over and they saw that he was white as a sheet. And that he wasn't able to be coherent at that point. He was very much just mumbling to himself. His eyes were sort of closed and he, he just wouldn't respond to anything. So they, they thought, okay, he's had way too much to drink. And, you know, back then there wasn't about going to the hospital. It's just I uh, put him down on a bed. He'll get better by himself. How long ago would this have been? This would have been in the, well, before I was born. So I was 79. So before that. So anytime in the early 70s. Wow. Okay. Uh, once again, we live in a very rural area in uh, in Portugal, so it's it's very much a countryside. Very much to go anywhere, it's you know an hour to two hours to get to a hospital, and then you know it, it was also a money issue. Nobody had money back then, so uh, and hospitals obviously cost uh, cost money. So they put him on a bed. They thought, okay, he's he's just going to drink off his drunken stupor, and he'll be fine. Don't worry about it. So he he finally goes to sleep. Uh, as far as they're concerned, he's sleeping. They decide to bring him back home at, they put him to bed. My parents are sleeping at my cousin's house because, you know, they've all been drinking. So it's better to just stay there. It's around three o'clock that they were awoken by somebody singing very well uh, in a style of Portuguese music, which is called Fado or Fado, if you want to say it in pre- uh, pronunciation, which is very much a folklore style of our blues, if you, if, if you will. And so they're like, well, that's weird. So my dad gets up with my cousins, with my like the my cousin's sons who are of age at that point, and they go outside and they see my cousin. I'm going to call him Eduardo. Uh, <laughs> that's not his name, um, but his his uh, his identity. I'll call him Eduardo. Um, he he was outside and he was singing in a very beautiful manner. And if you were ever to meet my cousin you would not think he's a singer. He has a very gruff voice from being at the sea all the time, all the salt in his throat. He, he sang, and if when he sang, it was badly. And to hear this voice coming from him, they were very astounded by this. So they, they approach him and go, hey, 
Eduardo, it's three o'clock in the morning. What the hell are you doing? And he goes, Eduardo, I'm not Eduardo. Don't you know who I am? And he's very adamant that he's not Eduardo. And, and he continues to sing. And, and finally, they're like, okay, he's still super drunk. Let's just put him back to bed. So they grabbed him, and he was being sort of resistant. And as they were pulling him across the threshold, he sort of slumped. And as he slumped, he sort of came to, and he's like, what's going on? What are you guys doing? What? Where am I? And they're like, you were outside singing, you dumbass. Why, why were you singing outside at 3 o'clock in the morning? He's like, I was. And they're like, you're still very drunk. They put him to bed. This continues to happen for a couple of weeks. And everybody's sort of freaked out that at this point because he, he now says I'm this person. And, and everybody's like, who's that? Once again, very rural area. Nobody knows much. And he's like, I'm this person. This is who I am. This, and this is why I sing like this. And I have to sing. And he would do this every night. And every, as soon as they would push him across the threshold, he would slump and all this happens. So eventually they decide to do a little research and they reach out to their local uh, you know, person who knows stuff. And they find out that a famous Portuguese Fado singer had just passed away on the same day that my cousin had this, you know, event that caused him to slump down and pass out. Hmm. So now they, they start asking this guy questions at once, once he starts singing and information that there's no way that my cousin Eduardo would know. So, it comes to pass that as the the days progress and this person inside of my cousin gets stronger, other people start to coming. And it, it appears that my cousin is now channeling people, which what? obviously freaks the fuck out of my, my family because they're super fucking religious. Mm-hmm. So the, the church is involved, is performed. And for the next year or so, he spent uh, a while in a sanitarium. Not a lot of people knew that, and it was all kept hush-hush by the family. I only discovered it a couple of years ago because um, I started asking questions about different events that had happened in Portugal that um, I had heard about. Like, apparently in our town, there was a coven of witches. There were some weird things that would show up every once in a while. So, interesting little uh, little thing. But every time you talk to, to my cousin Eduardo now you see that he's there with you, but at the same time, there's something else in his eyes. Yeah. And that's my story, bitches. Well, creepy. And it was earth all along. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Wow. Wow. Magic the gathering. That is a scary story. Say a scary story. A scary story. Sorry. Did you just end with magic the gathering? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> and that's how he became a necromancer. That's it. <gasps> cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that's a story. He played demonic possession. <laughs> oh man. How about you? So Hink? who's up next? Hank, you got any uh, Halloween stories or uh, scary, <laughs> scary stories to share? Thank you. Um, <laughs> mine is not a scary story, but it's, it's rather a uh, favorite Halloween memory. And it's uh it probably involves so little to do with me and it being Halloween on. You're cutting out. So right again. Massive cutting out going on right now. 
We apologize to our listeners, as um, oh, there does seem to be some form of demonic possession going on to our microphones. Yeah, we've, we've angered the ghost. And Somebody sacrificed something. Yeah, I believe that, uh, yes, Eduardo is uh, clearly with us sending us a message. System. He is saying, don't talk about this shit, Phil. <laughs> Family told you this. <laughs> okay, so Mark, is this okay? Am I good? Yeah. All right, so uh, my my favorite Halloween story has more. It, it's more that it happened on Halloween rather than anything about costumes or uh, or, or the the event that is Halloween. Um, so about thirteen years ago, uh, I went on a little road trip down to Rochester, New York, to go see KMFDM, which is a German industrial rock band. And uh, uh, for for a point of reference, they were supporting their two thousand and three album World War Three. Uh, and we went to this place called the Water Street Music Hall. Now, I'm I'm about ninety percent certain that it was on Halloween, but it could have been the day before, or the day after. I do remember distinctly though that there were a large number of people at the concert dressed up. So that's that was that was kind of like, oh yeah, I guess that would make some some degree of sense. Now, the hall was a converted warehouse, and it was it was. I've never seen a hall or, or, or like a concert hall or a club that was kind of laid out like this because there was a room, basically you had your main hall and then there was a separate room with distinct entrances, which had a, a smaller bar beside it. So you could actually be in the venue and not necessarily see the stage clearly. Like it was, it was a little more isolated. And from that bar, you could take stairs that would go upstairs that would go up to a catwalk that, if you could get a spot on the catwalk, you could see the, see the stage from up there, which was pretty fucking sweet. So um, it was in between, um, in between performances. Some, I'm, I, I'm not sure if it's the first or the second one, but I, I remember distinctly that, uh, uh, that of the five of us that went down there, uh, a couple, two of them buggered off. I'm not sure if they went to the walk and get a drink. doesn't matter. But uh, two of the other guys it was with, we were sitting on, uh, there was like a little bench, uh, halfway up the stairs, like on a landing, and um, when we were while we were just sitting there, just shooting the shit, killing time, this absolutely cute, stunning brunette comes walking down the stairs, and everything just kind of slowed down. So, like you know that TV trope when the hot girl enters the scene, everything goes slow mo. That mm-hmm. shit's real. She was a ghost. That, that <laughs> happened. No, like it. She was. If she was a ghost, man, I've got I've I've got a new fetish. Um, time dilation powers. She, so she was like she kind of slowly descended the stairs, and then walked past us, and then continued down the stairs. And she she threw through the the subtlest little smile because she knew we were we were kind of checking her out, and 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 you know, she just kept going down the stairs, and that and it wasn't even that. I like in the moment I didn't realize things went slow mo. It wasn't until one of the other guys said, "Hey, did everything just go slow mo for you guys?" <laughs> like, holy shit, it did! So, basically, uh, Halloween best memory is that when the hot girl enters the scene and everything goes slow mo, that actually fucking happens. Huh. So that that's uh, that's that's my best takeaway from Halloween ever. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> is just seeing things with your boners. Uh, uh, pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. You know, I'll also go chatting her up wouldn't have made a lot of sense because 
it was Rochester. So whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh, also, American story. Doesn't seem, doesn't seem likely. Uh, uh, Mike, have you told your story? No, I have not. But well, then have, guess, I guess have, what you're doing now. Yeah, I have almost a scary story to share. Almost. Not quite. <laughs> have you guys ever done Bloody Mary? Yes. No, because I'm not stupid. <laughs> I'm with Phil. So basically, depending on who you are, there are slight variations of. But the Bloody Mary that I know is, uh, yeah, you, 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 you're in a room. You turn out the lights. You say Bloody Mary three times. Bloody Mary is supposed to appear. You know, if you you know do into a mirror, she's supposed to appear behind you. I've also heard that if you do it with a mirror in the room, then she can come through it and possess somebody in the room. My favorite story was when we were having a house party of sorts, you know, family a fam jam, and there were a bunch of families there. And I think it was my sister and a couple cousins wanted to do Bloody Mary. Well, me and my buddy, let's call him uh, PJ. Me and PJ, uh, we didn't really want to do it. Admittedly, we were probably scared. We probably didn't want to do it because we didn't get freaked out. Well, my sister decided to come up with a system, right? And the way Bloody Mary works is you say Bloody Mary three times in the dark with a bunch of your friends. There's a moment of silence. You start screaming, and then you turn the lights. That's about it, right? Because your mind, and one person starts screaming, everybody starts screaming. Well, we didn't want to do it, so we came up with a system of my sister had two slippers and me and PJ would stand outside the door. And when like they were all in the bed, there is a bedroom, by the way, they were all in the bed and, you know, they're obviously going to go under the sheets and, you know, when they started freaking out. But when we heard uh, a slipper hit the door, we would open the door and turn the lights. Very simple. Right. So fine. You know, me and PJ are standing outside. We can hear them saying, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. And, and then, you know, go silent. And then they start screaming. And it's like, should we go in? Should we go in? It's like, no. Then we hear a low thump. We find out later that my sister threw it through the slipper, but it hit the wall, not the door. Right? So it's like, should we go in? Should we go in? It's like, what was that? And then we, she threw the other one and it hit the door. So me and PJ looked at each other and then ran down the stairs. so needless to say i i think somebody eventually got up on the bed to turn on the lights but uh yeah that's 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 far by far one of my favorite things where i left them high and dry screaming in the dark well done sir well done yeah yeah it's good times did you guys did you guys ever do like a ouija board or anything like that i think yeah i did do a ouija board back in the day but i don't know never quite worked no Nope, nope, nope. We'll not touch those things. Did it once uh, when I realized that clearly some asshole was pushing the fucking thing. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever been a part of. Mm-hmm. And I told, uh, I forget who was pushing it, but I said, uh, never invite me to do this again. I'm going to play Atari. It's all being asshole, dude. There was very small window where, you know, uh, I think, I think uh, we were fascinated with it. And then that's like, okay, and we're done with it. Sort of thing, so. Over it. Yeah, yeah, basically, you know, Bloody Mary, Ouija boards, whatever, and then it's done, yeah. So no, nobody has capitalized on a uh, Bloody Mary horror movie yet, have they? Uh, yeah, they have. They probably have. Oh, wow. Has there I'll been check, one? I'll check the, correct, the corrections to Marvel. We'll fucking check it, all right? All right, we'll check so. it out for next time. 
fucking time. I'm sure there is. Uh, there, there's something there. There's something there. <laughs> Make a whole movie out of that, Alex? I think so. I think you could. Well, they have Candyman, and they have different variations of Bloody Mary. Right. I need to do that. Well, Lights Out, right, is a variation of it, really. Uh, Bloody Mary 3D came out in 2011, starring uh, okay. Veronica Ritchie. Ooh, Diva Ritchie is. The lesser known. While making Richie a music girl. video, a group of filmmakers accidentally waken the curse of Bloody Mary, a young woman who was brutally murdered out over 100 years ago by her jealous husband. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, wow. Stars such stars as Veronica Ritchie, Elenia Savacikova, Derek Sampson, Bear Badeau. Wow, that's, <laughs> that might be the greatest name ever. Bear. Bear as in the animal, Badeau. B-A-D-E-A-U-X. That's a rock star name. That is an actor name if I've ever heard it. All right. Well, that's the question of the week, folks. Oh, my God. And he's rocking an amazing mullet. <laughs> is he sharing it with us? No, this is... He's trying Come to share on, it draw, with us. There it is. Draw one on your face. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a mullet. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, that's some uh, special. Oh, wow. To our faithful listener, I, I highly recommend looking up Bear Badeau on the IMDb page and check out his headshot because it, it is an amazing, amazing photo. Good Lord. You might remember me from such movies as Tapeworm, Hypnotize Me, and Bloody Mary 3D. <laughs> he was also in 2014's Black Jesus. Hmm. Yes, he was. Okay. Oh, known for it. it. Yeah. I've downloaded Black Jesus, never watched it. It was from the guy who did um, Boondocks. So I'm like, oh, this yeah. is probably good. I watched part of an episode. It was okay, but not enough to want to keep going. So it was all right. It was only six episodes. I didn't feel too bad. Anyway, well, thank you for tuning in. Uh, it's late. We got to go to sleep. No, 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 mm-hmm. no, no. You can't cop out. Not when we still have to do Alex's dad's joke <laughs> or dad joke. Or dad or dad's joke or jokes. Or dad just jokes. a bad joke. Could be a bad joke. <laughs> no, not according to at least 25% of our listenership. Yeah, Excellent. No. All right, guys, quick and easy. So, uh, why why said. didn't <laughs> oh why didn't the jury believe the tabletop's testimony? Why didn't the jury believe the tabletop's uh, testimony? Because it didn't have a leg to stand on. So was the tabletop broken? Was, it, was, it, was this a counter? Was this a countertop? Has, uh, I think you guys, you guys, are, you guys are looking at the uh, narrative. There is the literal meaning of uh, that expression. You know, you don't have a leg oh, to stand on. And oh, then uh, it was literally a there's the figurative meaning of cripple? don't have a leg a to, to stand on. Uh, he didn't you're, say table. In the you're not, he didn't you're, say table, you're, Phil. He said tabletop. Tabletop. Right. Tabletop. Top of a table, Phil. Oh. Um, Mm. One more time. <laughs> One more time. Just in case. I like Philly's expression. Hey guys, <laughs> hey guys. Why uh, didn't the jury believe the tabletop's testimony? I don't know. Why? Because it didn't have a leg to stand on. Mm. And this has been play the song here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. That was wonderful. Uh, no problem, man. Awesome. <laughs> no problem. 
Games with Mikey. Games with Mikey. Games with Mikey. Okay. I guess I'll go. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have a uh, pencil and paper? Pen? Paper? Oh, come on. No, you don't need that. So, Yeah, you don't need it. It's fine. I actually do have it, so. (laughs) Ah, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you guys ready? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. So let's see. We're going to go with uh, one toss-up, uh, three qu- three warm-ups, and uh, regular change. questions. Here we go. Here we go. We're going to start with uh, one toss-up to figure out the order here. Um, this will be a buzz-in with your name. John. And then uh, we'll take we'll take one answer from each of you. Okay? Eduardo. All right. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> it's not me. It's Eduardo. Okay, here we go. How much? Oh, or we're gonna play this. Uh, we're gonna play this by uh, uh, your guess is as good as mine rules. So whoever's uh, whoever's closest. Okay. How much is a buttload? Phil. Phil, how much do you think is a buttload? <laughs> a trunk's worth. A trunk's worth. Hink, one third of a toilet bowl. <laughs> one third of a toilet bowl. <laughs> Math that bitches. Um, the the amount of buckshot you can fit in a rifle. Buckshot in a rifle. Okay, let's do this one over again. A buttload <laughs> is an actual measurement. It's For an real. actual measurement. The question is, okay. what is it of and how much? Okay, so Phil first. Phil first. Phil first. Ten, ten liters. Ten liters. Okay, ten liters <laughs> is a buttload. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, who's next? Somebody say something. Oh, Alex uh, Hink. Hink. Yes, oh, I'm gonna say ten gallons. Ten gallons. Okay, yeah, that's right, Imperial motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex, what do you think? You, you can't even help us with the unit of measurement. Nope. It could be anything. How much is All a right. buttload? That is uh, I believe a, a buttload uh, is uh, 50 hectares. 50 hectares. Ooh. <laughs> I'm not going to tell him that that I'm is a measure comedy area, answer. not volume. But I whatever. I didn't say it was volume or weight or anything. I would think a load would be a weight. So, oh, Well, as volume. it turns out, a buttload is about – let's see here. I just want to double check. I think a buttload is about two Cattle heads or something. Uh, whatever. Long story short. Who's closest? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to give this one to, to Hank because a buttload is actually about 126 gallons. Oh, Jesus right. so, yeah. Christ. There you go. That is a buttload. It's an actual measurement. It is. Hmm. Well, well me. <laughs> I just learned something new that I'm going to tell yeah, the students. Hey, I'm now, hey. I am now going to say that with greater confidence. Hey, hey. <laughs> use it at I, work. I don't know about you guys, but when I create these things, it's all about edutainment. Okay. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> it's true. So I, I we'll that. lead off, and then we'll go to Alex and then Philly. So we, Yay. I will take each one of your guesses one at a time for these three questions. Ready, Hank? Yes. Here, and you might sense a theme. So, Hank, what two things in Austria during Halloween? What two things do you leave near a lamp, lit lamp to – what is that? Oh, that's me that's doing a ticker t- sound. <laughs> what two things do you leave near a lit lamp to welcome the souls of the deceased for the one night of Halloween? 
I believe the two things you leave, Mike, mm-hmm. are a pillow and a glass of milk. Pillow and <laughs> milk. <laughs> I just Alex. like the idea of a glass of milk. Like mm-hmm. uh, they're mostly cat-like. Yeah, they get cows. Yeah, they could have they could have died and adopted the soul of a cat somehow. Sure. Uh, Alex, what are the two things that you would leave in Austria during Halloween by a lit uh, lamp? I actually know this. Uh, yeah. That would be a turnip. Yeah. And a magic flute uh, symbolizing Mozart magic from Austria. Flute. Oh, of course. Written by Mozart. I think the magic he's, flute. he's thinking Zelda again, folks. Yes, he totally is. Uh, <laughs> Philly, what do you mean? It's a legit <laughs> ballet by, you know, it's by Beethoven. What by, uh, you, sorry, Mozart. Anyway. What do you leave near a lit lamp in Austria during Halloween? I'm going to go with your classic candle. Yeah. And toothpaste. <laughs> and yeah, and no. why toothpaste? Austrians are toothpaste is, it's well known. Not He's only right. that, but it's well known uh, uh, it's well known that Austrian ghosts white and <laughs> they want to continue to be as white as they can and therefore <laughs> I, I say just get the point to fail okay. <laughs> actually nah, if we're going scientifically if proven. we're measuring uh, a pillow and, a, and milk turn up and a magic flute and candle and toothpaste I'm gonna have to give it to Hank because they leave uh, bread and water actually yeah, <laughs> so, yeah that's, that's, that's pretty close that's at least you got the close. milk at least you got the milk right so yeah it's not yeah. milk or cookies it's bread form. and water which you can I eat toothpaste what are you talking about <laughs> i suppose you could would you eat that with the candle with um, why not i mean you got to warm it up <laughs> toothpaste is only edible once you heat it up <laughs> i can only think though i mean of the two things you're going to leave them you're going to leave what you, they leave Prisoners? That's kind of weird. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not Austrian. I don't know. Okay. Over to Alex next. Uh, Hey, hey, Alex. Alex. Yeah. Uh, Over there in Ireland, Mm -hmm. they eat barmbrack. It's an Irish fruit bread. Hmm. What's unusual about about barmbrack? What is unusual about barmbrack? An Irish fruit bread. Irish fruit bread from Ireland named barmbrack. Uh, I, I believe what is, exactly uh, what, <laughs> what is unusual about barmbrack is that um, it includes um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe it includes uh, uh, some form of of cattle baked into the bread. They, uh, Ooh, cattle! They put, the, they put the beef right into the bread. Beef bread, yes. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah. No, it's hey, not. Hey, it's, not hey, good. <laughs> it's not good at all. Hey, Philly, Philly, yes. if, when you're in Halloween and 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 in Ireland and you eat some barmbrack, what's unusual about barmbrack? Well, it's tradition in yeah. Ireland mm-hmm. imbue things with alcohol. So what the Irish do is they soak the bread first in whiskey, mm-hmm. and then they bake it, and then they dunk it again in whiskey. So you get fucking uh, drunk when you eat it. <laughs> Whiskey bread. Mm-hmm. bread. Mm-hmm. And Hank, how about you? What uh, what what do you think is unusual about barn brack? Uh, uh, one of the key components is moss. 
Any particular, any particular reason why moss? Um, because the Irish are famous for not having gross things from that part of the world. And since there's the blood pudding and the haggis and all the other weird ass shit like spotted dicks and things mm, like that. Spotted dicks. Um, the Irish aren't really famous for weird ass things. This just happens to be one of them. And they use moss. Ooh, moss. Uh, so between beef bread, whiskey bread, and moss bread, which I already said it was Irish fruit bread, but, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. it's, it turns out it's actually it's filled with prizes, actually, like coins and rings and thimbles. And then they're supposed to represent a symbolic prediction for the person that gets the slice with that thing in it. So I don't know if you've ever okay. bitten bread that has a thimble in it, but, yeah. I would think that would be kind of fucking dangerous. What's teeth anyway? You don't need those. Mm, back. So, so no uh, points for nobody. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Beef, whiskey, and moss? Right. Moss? No, none of those. Fine. And finally for this round, we're going to go over to Philly. Uh, Hello. If you're celebrating Halloween in Germany, what uh, do they tend to hide during this time? Ah, the Germans. Yes. Uh, wild and crazy bunch. Let's put it this way. I'll, I'll be more specific. It's something that they hide that is around the house. Yeah. Well, obviously. Yeah. Household item. They're not going to hide something that's not inside the house, Mikey. What, are they going to hide a tree? I can't do that. It's <laughs> a true. very good point. Touche. So <laughs> it, it's it's Germans take their, their Halloween very seriously. They They obviously have a grand desire to protect their children so they hide the fucking kids <laughs> got it that's that's one way to celebrate halloween yes uh, Hank. uh what do they do in I germany feel like what? participating in the new liars club <laughs> uh, <laughs> phil phil does not know what he's talking about he clearly has never visited germany <laughs> it's 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 well known and it, and this is a, this is a tradition that started in in bavaria um the germans have been known to Hide uh, their soap. Their soap. Uh, uh, yeah, because uh, they don't. They don't want the. Uh, they don't want the ghouls to get clean. Ah, because of, the, because of the purity laws, and they they don't want the bad people to be pure. <laughs> Nobody wants a clean ghoul. <laughs> Shit. Oh, <laughs> Alex, are you asking you to shit on me, and then continue? <laughs> Well, besides hiding the pickle, I'm a foremost um, expert on Germany, having visited it once when I was 14 years old what? in the summertime, uh, which is oh. prime Halloween knowledge time. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that uh, the Germans must hide photos of deceased relatives Ooh. Halloween because they that's, do not want to, uh, you know, welcome them back into the home. They want them to be at peace. So photos of, of deceased relatives. Mm. I'd like to do another round of this. I think Alex <laughs> knows nothing of what he says. Good yes. one, Phil. Yeah. What's your second guess, Phil? And not not only do I think he knows nothing, he was there in summer. Obviously, I've read about Germany in October when Halloween occurs. I've read it online. And what I read yeah. was their mirrors because it's well-known. Mirrors. Because is Mirrors that in the rise world. and fall of the Third Reich? That's what... that that was. Hitler was all about uh, don't don't let shit go near mirrors. Um, that's what he said. Don't let shit go near mirrors. <laughs> it's it's because spirits come can come through the mirrors. 
Don't don't yeah, it's don't a look in the mirror. Hank, what, ever, what, what else do you Mary. think the Germans hide during you know, Halloween? You know, it's not often I get to say this, but uh, besides their history, Phil, Phil, and <laughs> Sing. Phil and Hitler have a lot in common, and one of those <laughs> things is they're both wrong. Now. <laughs> 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 I'm, just, I'm, I'm just actually you proud know, I said that you know, that's, the name, that's the name of this episode Phil and Hitler have a lot in common whatever website that Phil seems to think he read uh, that's it clearly did not did not source its material properly so I, I highly believe it was even remotely academic what what Germans tend to hide is 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 any any holy text, specifically the Bible, ah, ah. because uh, everybody knows that that, that the Germans are 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 welcoming group of people, and they don't want to alienate even the dead. Yeah. So they feel that a book that may promote uh, them from returning, because that would be just wrong or oh act of the devil. They put that away so that they they come to. Rejoin the living, even if in spirit. Makes sense. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, how about how about you, Alex? What's the uh, what's the other thing that the Germans hide during Halloween? Uh, I, I actually really like my answer, but if we have to go for another one, um, I'm going to go with. Uh, they must hide the sauerkraut, the stinky sauerkraut, oh, sauerkraut. Um, because otherwise, on Halloween. The uh, deceased may be very attracted to homes because of that delicious, sweet smell of the sauerkraut. <laughs> so you got to hide that shit. <laughs> well, as it turns out, between hiding the kids, the mirrors, the soap, the Bibles, the photos of relatives, and the sauerkraut, you might be surprised uh, that you're all wrong. Oh, <laughs> Damn it. Talking. Oh, shit. I, I, I dispute this, but go on. The thing that the Germans hide during Halloween are, of course, the knives. Uh, this is to ensure that someone who is using them doesn't hurt an unseen spirit or a fam- deceased family member. So, yeah, that, apparently it's to save them from hurting the, the, the spirits themselves. Who knew, so right? They're, so, they're, so the Germans are worried about killing the dead. Right? Everybody knows in oh. German folklore they have a second level of death <laughs> called, called Uber Death. Uber which death. is not the name of man. Uber. Uber Death. Uber yeah, death. that'd be a great method. Uber Death. Like death oh, metal. Uber Death. Yeah, Death Metal for sure. <laughs> oh, no, actually, they're, 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 they're a four piece girl pop band. But That's right. And the Germans are weird. <laughs> so. yeah, okay. They're, they're, their purgatory is called Death House. Yeah. House with the umlauts. A U S. House. House. Okay. Well, after the uh, first round, I guess you can call it that. Hink is ahead with two, and Alex or Philly are tied with nil, nothing. So for the last eight questions, I got here one, two, three, four, five. Six, Wait, did did Hink get the no, last one? He got the uh, the 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 milk and the milk and pillow. The milk and the pillow and the the the. Oh, toss up. the toss-up. Yeah, the toss-up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so here we go. Well, eight questions, and we're going to do this uh, buzz-in style. So if you buzz in, you got one answer. That's it. Ready? Go. After the release of what 1996 movie did the number of requests for caller ID triple? 
Ghostbusters. Hink. Wait, did Hink say Hink? No. Hink said Hink. Yeah, he did. Yes. Yeah, he did. <laughs> what did you say, Hink? <laughs> Scream. He's right. It is Scream. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I realized. I realized when he said it. His eyes are just bulging out of his head. Yeah, because I couldn't think of the damn the damn movie. Thank you, Alex, for saying Ghostbusters to give me more time to figure it out. That was actually that was Phil. That was Phil. Phil saying Ghostbusters. Thank you, Alex, for Whose getting knowledge Phil's of nineties uh, <laughs> cinema is way off. That is right. not from ninety six. Exactly what I needed. <laughs> All right, next. Here we go. Listen, listen carefully to this one. The first episode of the second season of what TV show based on a movie is called I Know What You Did Last Summer? Phil. Phil. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No, it's not Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Surprising. That's a good one, though. Good poll. You guys got guesses? Anybody? Based on a movie, season two. (laughs) Got nothing. Thank you. Anything? South Park. Bam. South Park. No, it is not South Park. I know it's not South Park. Just guess, but man. You know what? Just because I'm going to read it again. Everybody's back in. Okay, I'll read it one more time. <laughs> just in case. The first episode of the second season of what TV show based on a movie is called I Know What You Did Last Summer? Alex. Alex. Is it really I Know What You Did Last Summer? <laughs> no, it's not I Know What You Did Last Summer. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I like where you're going with this. But no, it is not. Really, Hank? Trying to think. Their faces are contorting, trying to think. Nope. I'm out. Phil, steal it. Take your time. <laughs> uh, Phil. Yes. And I'm going to go with Angel. No, it is not. It is not Angel. The correct answer is, in fact, Scream. Oh. <laughs> Did you guys know that there was a TV show based on the movie? No. Me neither. I thought the exact same fucking thing. Yeah, it's gone two seasons, and they're going to get a third next year, apparently. Oh, it's on now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like I didn't even fucking know that they made this. It's on MTV. But the funny thing is all the episodes for the second season are all named after horror movies. So there's there's Psycho, there's Dawn of the Dead, there's an episode called Jeepers Creepers, Let the Right One In. Pretty amusing. But again, yeah, I didn't know this show was on the air either. So there you go. All right, next. Here we go. Ready? Ready? Are we all paying attention? Yes. In January of this year, who won the Golden Globe for Best Actress in a Mini Series or Television Series for their work on American Horror Story Hotel? Phil. Phil. Lady Gaga? Lady Gaga is correct. Oh, yeah, that's right. Nice. Well done, sir. You see the theme? See, they're all like horror-based theme guys. Nope, I didn't see it. I don't know what you're talking about. Fuck you guys. I knew it was in it. <laughs> I thought the theme was Donkey Kong. <laughs> All right, number th- number four. All right. In Japanese, the name Godzilla is a combination of what two animals? I'll take each of your guesses. In Japanese, the name Godzilla is the combination of what two animals? Phil. Phil. Crocodile dinosaur. Crocodile dinosaur. Hank Alex? Yeah, I'll go with um <laughs> I'll go with uh, dra- dragon dra- dragon dragon dinosaur. Dragon dinosaur. Uh-huh. Lizard dinosaur. Dino dragon. Oh, yeah. we all think it's a dinosaur. Lizard dinosaur. 
What does Gojira uh, Gojira sound like? Gorilla. Oh, gorilla. gorilla. <laughs> Correct. Gorilla and whale, apparently. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gojira. All right, fine. I'll take the point. <laughs> you don't need one. You've got three, dude. You're good. You're fine. <clears throat> I don't even know it. All right. This, last one, wording. this one's a long shot, and uh, I like it just because of, of the answer. So, from the people who brought you Sharknado, Steve Gutenberg starred in the 2015 movie Lava Lanchula. That is, of course, about giant tarantulas that spew lava, right? Naturally. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Uh, what is the 2016 sequel called? Here's a hint. The fourth Sharknado movie, because Star Wars was that at the time, was called The Fourth Wakens. So they like their punny titles. I don't know if that'll help, but what is the second Lava Lanchula movie called? Uh, Alex. <laughs> Alex. Uh, Lava Lancha 2. Lava Lancha 2. No, it is not. Phil, what is it? Lava Lanchula, the return of the arachnids. Ooh, he's taking a risk with all the words. And Hank, you got a guess? Uh, none. None, no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Because even the stupidest guess might have been half decent because the correct answer is, of course, two lava, two lanchula. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Not even joking. That is the name of it. Uh, uh, yeah, I just love the idea that you can actually have an entire industry be profitable based on terrible fucking names that scream shit show. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, awesome. Did I mention that uh, Steve Gutenberg is in it and Michael Winslow <laughs> makes an appearance in both? Um, Michael Winslow. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah. Or had a job after Family Matters. No, what? So no, Winslow would have been the character's name in that show. He's talking about the yeah. noise guy. The noise guy from Police oh. <laughs> The Winslows oh. were the characters. That's true. All right, next. Look at me. Remember Ready? Here wrong. we go. Brian Hugh Warner is the real name of what shock rocker? Alex. Alex. Uh, Alice Cooper? No, it is not Alice Cooper. Oh, okay. Can I get it? Phil? Phil? Marilyn Manson? Marilyn Manson is That was my guest answer. team number two. Uh, Brian Hugh Warner. Not very oh, yeah. scary. Yeah, super, super white. Two questions left. The score is Hink with three, Philly with two, and Alex with two. So Alex is just trying to be a spoiler at this time. <laughs> all right. Here's, here's, this, one, this one's all you, Philly. This one, I got a feeling. All right. A lot of people probably know Johnny Depp was in Nightmare on Elm Street. And that Kevin Bacon was in Friday the 13th. But what actress got her start in the original Leprechaun? Phil. Phil. Oh, Rachel. He's thinking He's thinking hard. Oh, what's her name? <laughs> oh, it's Rachel. It's Rachel from Friends. <laughs> it's Jennifer Aniston. It's Jennifer Aniston is correct. Does that count? <laughs> yes, I, I'll say that counts because you went through too much pain for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Your anguish was clearly <laughs> struggling. <laughs> I was. All right, Damn. and finally, to bring this to a close, so that Alex can finally go to sleep. Uh-huh. Sleeper. 
as you might expect, Pornhub records uh, the different various searches that go on. And during Halloween, those searches get pretty colorful as well. For example, Pornhub reports that fucking a pumpkin uh, increased, or searches for fucking a pumpkin increased by 1,500% <laughs> during Halloween. <laughs> Compared to what? I don't what was know. It I don't know what the measure was before, but apparently it spiked during Halloween. Of course it did. Naturally. Naturally. So, according to Pornhub, leading up to this year's Halloween, what comic book character was the most searched? Alex. Alex. Uh, suicide Squad Girl. Suicide Squad Girl. I'll just say that, yeah. Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad Girl. Is it uh, going, Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn. Is it Harley Quinn? It yeah. is Harley Quinn. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harley Quinn. Alex is on the board of the point. Boom. Uh, what's awesome is I actually got a couple of tiebreakers just so that this doesn't end in a tie. So, um, there is actually there's one superhero that men search for. 107% more than their female counterparts, and one superhero that women search more, 116% more than their male counterparts. So what superhero do more men search for and more women search for? Let's go with men first. Phil Batman. Hank? Hank first. Oh, Wolverine. Wolverine. No, who, who men search for. So who, who do men? Oh, oh, like oh, are we yes. still doing the porn thing? Sorry. Yes, yes, it's a porn thing. Um, oh, sorry. around Halloween uh, or leading uh, up to Wonder Halloween. Woman. Wonder Woman. No, it is not Wonder Woman. Phil. Phil. Catwoman. No, it is not Catwoman. Alex, um, we can get back into this. Mary Jane Watson. Mary Jane. No, it is not Mary Jane Watson. Actually, uh, is uh, it is it Poison Ivy? It is not Poison Ivy, and this one doesn't make any sense to me because she hasn't even been on the cinema- cinematic universe for years. Uh, apparently, it's Batgirl. Okay. Uh, uh, and finally, oh, come on, come on, guys, break this tie for God's sakes. What superhero do more do women search for more than their male counterparts? Phil. No, it's not Phil, actually. They don't search for you at all. So women search for? Search for this character 160% more than the males search for them. Around Halloween? Around this, yeah, this, around the, like the last past month. Oh, okay. Phil's uh, still guessing? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, Phil's so still stalling. Completely. <laughs> Even though Absolutely. he said his name already. I would. I, I will go with something. I'll go with Superman. Superman. It is not Superman. No. Oh shit. Hank, looking for the win. Any anybody else? Um, Alex. Alex. Alex, <laughs> try to sneak in there. Uh, Thor. It is not Thor. No. Oh, not. I actually, I was thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um. All right. Uh, Hank, Batman. Hank, Batman. No, it is not Batman either. This is not, it can't be Spider-Man. Nobody wants that. No, it's that. not Spider-Man. Spider-Man. No. Is it, um, Let's just is it Aquaman? Is it who? Is it Wolverine? Aquaman? Wolverine, no. Aquaman, no. Iron Man. Iron Man, no. Oh, my Hulk? God. Hulk, no. 
Yeah, I don't think that's that would be weird, right? Hawkeye. It's Hawkeye, isn't Hawkeye. it? Hawkeye. Fuck no. It's <laughs> never Hawkeye. It's <laughs> never is it, a, is it an X Men? Is it an X Men? No. Is it is it a Marvel it, character or a DC character? It is a Marvel character. You're dancing all around it. Is it Deadpool. Daredevil? It is not Daredevil or Deadpool. Oh my god. It's not part of the X Men. It's not Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> Is it is it part of the Justice League? No, not Justice no. League. The Avengers. The Avengers. Yes. Captain America. Uh, okay. <laughs> Who? All around it. All around it. So yeah, by my counts, oh man, it's still a tie. Uh, we're gonna say Phil won. Yay! <laughs> Good job, dude, Phil. Good job, dude. No, there yeah, has to be a real winner. That last one didn't count. <laughs> Well, okay, fine. You know what? Since Hink and and Philly tied, I'm going to forego my 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 rule. Instead, I'm going to let Hink and Philly do the last word at the same time. Ooh, we've got to wrap up first. <laughs> this should be interesting. Be interesting. Okay, so yeah. well, gents, that that's been yet another delight in the can. <laughs> the proverbial no. can, whatever. No, deli- a delight in the can is what happens to me after Mexican. That, that metaphorical can. Well, it's, that's like that's like a buttload, isn't it? Yes. So, uh, thank you all for uh, for coming out this evening. Thank you, the listeners, for 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 listening to it. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so over the Gmail at crushingap at gmail dot com. You can follow us on Twitters. You can follow uh, him at Crushing AP Phil. He is, as per usual, Phil. I'm Phil. Thanks. That's true. Uh, you can follow him at uh, Crushing AP Alex. He is not Mike, but he's actually Alex. That is me, Phil. No mention of UFC. Actually, there's a free UFC on tomorrow night, so feel free to watch it. All right. I won't. Or don't. Whatever you guys want. <laughs> Be decisive. You can. You can, you can follow him at Crushing AP Mike. He is, as per usual, Mike. These guys really got to stop tying so that I don't potentially <laughs> win. <laughs> and you can follow me at Crushing AP Hink. I am, as per usual, Hink. And now it will be an audio clusterfuck for you <laughs> listening at home. So so to change things up, how about I'll, I'll uh, introduce to this. Uh, here are uh, this episode's winners i guess you can call them uh with the last word it's hink and and phil thanks mikey thanks mikey so i finally had to give up my note seven and it didn't explode contrary to what everybody made me think it was going to happen oh it's going to blow up it's an incendiary device third person and that you can't tell why can't you say i actually got the ultimatum from my brother in law to send it back in L or 17, whatever you want to be called. I want to call you as now I've got, I now got to wait to get my Google. uh, And I don't want to be. And I can't wait for it. So me either. As Hank said, as we finish that particular bit, let's not do that again. Well, that's it for this very scary special episode of the crushing audio podcast. Tune in next time when we try out a brand new exercise in smart assery. The boys answer the question, if you could have the career of any athlete, who would you choose? And Hitler will be mentioned exactly three times. Maybe. 
We'll see you next time.